Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philodeau. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. You beauty! On the ice for the Gimlet. The Gimlet stopping! It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you for the most exciting episode you're ever going to listen to, ever, of anything, literally anything you will ever listen to. It is the Beijing 2022 preview episode. The Olympics are finally here. We have been so busy on this show bringing you episodes galore, and this is the one that counts because we can finally talk about the big dance, the Olympics, the real Olympics, bugger Tokyo, no one cared about those, they were crap, this is the real one, this is the one we want, and we are here to go over everything to look forward to and more as we get set to talk Olympics for the next 16 or so days. My name is Ben, and joining me is a man who loves snow more than life itself, it's Jared Lubick. Hello Jared, welcome back, it's, a, it's another Olympics, are you pumped? He's thinking about it. <laughs> so pumped. So to comment on the snow, ready to critique the snow, it'll, it'll, it'll be good. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> speaking of snow, it's the only one of us on this episode who look out his window right now and probably be covered in snow because I think there's a blizzard happening in Winnipeg right now. Uh, it's Colin Hildy. I'm choking on my own uh, introduction. <laughs> I'm emotional. <laughs> the Olympics are here. Uh, Colin, welcome just- back. Get emotional at blizzards. <laughs> I, I love them. I mean, they're, they're my favorite weather pattern. I I, I love them too. And be. your favorite snack from Dairy Queen. Yes, and my one of my favorite bobsledders, who is an <laughs> alternate. Um, but yes, we'll 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 get to that. Uh, how how are we feeling, boys? Um, I'll start with you, Colin. 
again, you can see snow. I mean, this this is Canada's time to shine. This this is it. You know, this isn't those laughable summers. This is the real deal. This is the one that Canada cares about. How how are you and Canada feeling right now as uh, we we approach the opening ceremony? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm excited because I love to watch all these sports. Um, but I actually thought the other day, I'm like, I'm kind of worried considering how well Canada did in the summer games. Uh, well, two summer games in a row. Like, if we don't have great results, uh, are we now going to become the summer Olympic nation and not the winter <laughs> Olympic nation? Like, this could be really bad. So I, I started to overthink things in my head. I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait we might not win a medal in this. And then the country may revolt. I mean, this could be a real problem for us. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that there's no huge embarrassments for Canada uh, because uh, expectations are high here. No, no losing to Germany in hockey in the semis again. We're, we're just avoiding that happening once more. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll lose to Trinidad before we lose to <laughs> Germany. Oh, hey, the great ice hockey nation of Trinidad <laughs> as we listen to all, all the Oz Network. What, what a show that is. Uh, Jared, what about you? How, how are you feeling? I mean, this is a pretty interesting time for, for Australia. This is, again, as we always say, how Canada usually feels in the summers. But as we now know, Canada probably a summer nation. So uh, we, we've got to catch up and, and show canadians that we can do well at the opposite olympics as well yeah i'm feeling optimistic i feel like the, the gold drought i mean i'm putting the mockers on it right now but i feel like the gold drought is is going to end um i don't know i just have a I have a good feeling about this olympics i am with you i am calling it that the gold drought is over it's been 12 long years for australia since we've won a gold medal at the winter olympics and and it's going to happen this year, if New Zealand are going to win gold at these Olympics, we'll talk about that, then we bloody well better win gold uh, because that that's a whole other thing going into it. Uh, um, from both perspectives, uh, it's, it's interesting looking at the athletes that are going and obviously the size of the teams. Uh, for Canada, 215 athletes are going. Australia, 43 athletes. Was 44, but sadly we've uh, had one athlete uh, injure themselves and not, no longer making it. Madison Hoffman in the alpine skiing is sadly wait, wait, wait. not making did, did, it. Did you interview her? No, I didn't. It's it's all good. Don't worry. We, we haven't had Maddie on, so it's fine. We nearly lost Tali. We thought Tali was out already with COVID, but it's all good. She's fine. At least at the time of recording this. Um, so yeah, we didn't, thankfully. Uh, but for both Canada and Australia, our third largest teams ever going into it. When it comes to Canada, Colin, and 215 athletes, I mean, that's a pretty stock pretty heavy team. I don't think Australia's probably had 215 athletes in the history of the Winter Olympics, so good job. Um, I mean, is this something that, you know, obviously when Australia sends a summer team, there's so many people to talk about that people sort of get left out. Is this kind of the case, what happens when it comes to the winters in in Canada? I mean, do you have some random, I don't know, luges that just aren't getting any (laughs) mentions at all or something like that that people no one gives a shit about? I mean, I'm sure there are, um, but uh, I- I'm finding that we're not really limiting ourselves to just putting cereal boxes for the biggest stars now. Uh, although we do have cereal boxes for the biggest stars, including Connor McDavid, who's no longer Olympian. Uh, but I- I'm I'm going to the grocery store yesterday, and I'm seeing a bunch of athletes that I haven't even heard of on the sides of like here's here's a box that's holding 
a bunch of chipped bags. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, wait, that's an Olympian. I don't know who that is. Are they on chip bags? I'm like, no, it's not the bags. It's just the display board. And here's one for baby food and <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Basically, we've got Olympians' faces everywhere. And there are people that I haven't even heard of. So I think that there's a big push to make sure that we know who all these people are. Although I already don't know who all of them are. I, I would love for you by the end of Beijing to be able to have named all 215. Like every day you can just feel like, and in the skeleton, it's Jenny A from Quebec. Um, go Jenny. <laughs> she can do it. Um, whereas for Jared and I, we've only got 43 to, to go through, which I guess, Jared, it is it is unique because I feel you get a little bit more personally connected because you get to know their stories a little bit more. You get to know a little bit more about them. And and ultimately for Australian winter athletes, it's their only time they're ever in the spotlight really in this country. So it, it is a big time. Do you sort of look at this team and outside of the obvious ones, are there, are there any that you've sort of looked at or seen that kind of tickle your fancy, kind of followed any on social media that you've sort of uh, got a bit of an interest in at all? Uh, I think I'm just really 100% behind the curling team. I feel like that's the story of a sport that, yeah, I've watched in the past, but it feels like that's going to be one where I'm really going to want to watch every every match that they played. I feel like I was behind them throughout like the whole qualification. Um, so now just looking forward to them. And also uh, Jackie Narricott as well. I feel like she got a really good like build up in the lead up. Um, so, yeah, lots of stories to look forward to. It's, I mean, it's, it really is exciting, I think, for what we're seeing because, I mean, look, every Olymp- Winter Olympics Australia goes in with like, yeah, we've got the most medal chances we've ever had in every Olympics. And, you know, generally it doesn't ever play out that way. But, I mean, this really is such a stacked team of legitimate medal chances that even if the favourites don't do what we think they're going to do, we've got enough backups, you think, that would potentially sneak through for a couple, but it's. I'm glad you said the curling because obviously at the time of this being released, uh, we've seen Dean and Tali have had two matches. So oh, what great wins for both of them! Like fantastic, they've they've gotten off to a or great losses. start. Yeah, we just can't tell the difference. In, well, in all fairness, they're playing America and China, two winnable games. So uh, I mean, <laughs> yay, Tali and Dean! But it it is actually it's fascinating to see just how much interest this has gotten because. It's, it's not often that Australia will qualify in sports at a Winter Games that we haven't competed. I mean, there's only two going into these Olympics that we've never competed in, curling and ski jumping, and I don't think we're going to have a ski jumper anytime soon. Um, so besides the fact that my dream of being Australia's first ever curler is gone, uh, thanks, Dean and Tali, uh, we obviously are, are very excited because I, I don't know if you saw, Jared, uh, there's been like media, like Australia's cool runnings and and things like that. And I mean, I'm in Melbourne at, at the moment. I'm, I'm metres away from the Ice House where Dean's from and already they're organising viewing parties and, and all this kind of stuff that's going on there. And this has the potential to really boost this. Well, and Colin, like obviously curling's like you turn on TV right now, you've probably got five channels dedicated to the damn sport, but like this mm-hmm. is... This is massive. This is really, really big for Dean and Tali. So, yeah, I mean, did are you are you just kind of on Dean and Tali watch, Jared? Like, as in, like, obviously we had them on the show a couple of months back, but like, have you been just following their adventures and learning more about them? And just like, have you gotten your pom poms out and your photos and your masks and just te- just Dean and Tali crazy like the rest of Australia? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, 
it was just the lead up, right? It was the fact that it came down to the final qualification tournament, the fact that they were, you know, undefeated in the pool matches. And it was just like, it feels felt like such a typical Australian thing for it to go wrong at the end. Uh, and the fact that it didn't and we're there is just so exciting. And it's just, it's just going to be fun to watch. So I feel like everybody else, there's these big expectations with them. Like it was like qualifying that was the big thing. So now anything else yeah. is just a bonus moving forward. And it's also the case that Tali tested positive for COVID on Monday. And basically the AOC released the media is, oh, a team member has, but for privacy reasons, we will not, you know, release their names. And it was kind of known there was, I think, only like four Australian men. I think it was just the bobsled girls and, and Dean and Tali were arriving on that day. So you're like, fuck, like this isn't good either way. And then ultimately Tali's thankfully tested negative twice since then. So, yeah, it was it was that close to kind of coming undone. But I think also too is you actually got to keep an eye on them because they finished fourth at the World Champs in 2019. So – I mean, look, it's a stacked field, and Colin, I'll talk to you about uh, Team Canada going into this in a moment, but it's it's a pretty stacked field, but you never know. Like, I mean, again, fourth at a World Championships for curling. I don't think any Australians realise that we've gotten fourth at a World Championships for curling before, and they ultimately didn't go in 2021 because of COVID. But, I mean, I don't know, Jared, is this, is this one of these ones where you're kind of thinking like, if yeah, by the time we're releasing this, they've won a couple of games that they could be in with a sniff because top five and they've got a chance of going through to the medal rounds. Yeah, I feel like if they build up the momentum, I feel like that was like with with quali- that qualifying event, it's just that they built up momentum throughout the week. Um, so I think you're right. I think the early games are important, and if they get a couple of wins, then anything's possible there. Now, Colin, while we're on curling, John Morris, legend of the sport, two-time gold medalist, teaming mm-hmm. up with Rachel Homan, who uh, I believe was meant to be his teammate back in 2018, but she ended up being on the women's team instead. So didn't quite there, but a bit controversial that these two have been chosen. The curling championships mm-hmm. got cancelled, so it was kind of came down to a point system. But how how is Canada defending champion? So, I mean, is Canada hopeful that John and Rachel can to bring home and defend the gold, or is there a little bit more to this? I, I mean, they're getting a lot of attention here. And, and, and the thing is, even though there is some controversy, I mean, the controversy seems to be more on the side of, you know, people who follow the sport and the other uh, curlers themselves. Uh, I mean, Canada is just excited because you have two, this is like the all-star team. This is like the Avengers <laughs> curling for us, uh, the ultimate team up. Uh, but, but at the same time, it kind of makes me wonder, like, how much can we rely on, uh, experience. Is this going to be a situation you, you take, for example, Dean and Tally, who have a lot of experience, and then you have countries like Canada. I'm sure there's other countries out there that basically threw together a team at the last minute who really doesn't have a lot of playing time and doesn't have as much experience and, and hasn't been on the circuit. And it, it's sort of a wild card now. Like, you don't know. We could be great. We could be garbage <laughs> uh you know dean and tally could be one of the best teams in the world and now they could end up being beaten or possibly beating an all-star team like it it really makes it interesting in a, in a way that i think i i should be more upset about the fact that you know there's a lot of teams that are in there who aren't necessarily full-time teams uh but it, it, it makes it unpredictable. I think any time where you can't call the results, it makes it exciting. But I will say, as much as I love John Morris and you know Rachel Hallman, I mean they're fantastic. I'm probably pulling for Dean and Tally in this tournament, uh, Good. B- because a they had a fantastic interview, and because Dean's an honorary Winnipegger. I mean he should yeah. be here in the blizzard with me. So um, home team. 
He's um his dad will be actually commentating for Channel Seven, so he will be in the box commentating wow. uh, during that here. Uh, you know, technically when Australia was, of course, curling in '92 in Alberville. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting. I think I was reading about how Canada doesn't like to use. So John or Rachel can't compete like in the men's or women's, whereas some of the other countries obviously are having, you know, either their man or their woman competitor in the mix competing in, in the teams. Why is that? Is Canada just like, oh, look, we're so good at curling. We don't, you know, want everybody to stretch. We've got so much talent. We can just spread it out. Or is it like we're Canadians. We don't be greedy. You can't win multiple medals in a sport. Uh, you know, I, the funny thing is I didn't realize that wasn't a rule for everybody. I thought that was just you you have to be able to compete in one or the other. Uh, I mean, the mixed doubles has basically become the 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 consolation prize for curling in Canada uh, because it was last <laughs> time. All things. <laughs> well, but but really last time you know, what it came down to is you know, Jennifer Jones. I mean, her crew who had had the only undefeated uh, Olympics ever in Sochi. They were expected to come back, uh, I think, as you mentioned, in Pyeongchang, and they didn't make it. Rachel Hama made it instead. So Caitlin Laws, one of Jennifer Jones' crew, was subbed in with John Morris, and then they ended up winning gold. Uh, but, yeah, I just assumed that that was the way that it had to be for everybody. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, are we going to be seeing people who are meddling in both mixed doubles and well- – uh, yeah, there's a couple of the teams. I think uh, one of the Italian curlers is on uh, either the men's or the women's team. There's a couple. So, um, yeah, there's a few that will be kind of backing up. I don't think there's like a team where both are going into like the men's and women's, but there are definitely a few. And from what I was reading, it was saying that Canada doesn't like to, you know, spread them out. So, yeah, I can I can firmly say Dean or Tali will not be competing in either the men's <laughs> or the women's curling. Just to say that, just to you know, cross any unless any they're de- on the Italian team we're talking maybe. about, <laughs> or, or maybe it's like the youth Olympics and there's like a mixed NOC team or something like that. You know, that is the Oceania team, like Ask New Zealand and like Fiji, uh, like all in like a curling team or something like that. Uh, but you've got the silver and the bronze medalists from Pyeongchang, uh, Switzerland and Norway, both pairs: uh, Jenny Prayer, Martin Rios of Switzerland, and Kristen Skalsen and Mag. Ned Grotten. That's very Scottish of me to say that. Uh, are back, but uh, speaking of Scottish, I will say uh, probably the only Great Britain team that I will gladly see win gold uh, because they are both Scottish, of course, being curlers. So, and there's the world mm. champions coming in. So there's a chance. And mark it in your calendar that uh, when it comes to Australia versus Canada, the new great curling rivalry, which will be happening during these Olympics, uh, that is happening on Sunday. So uh, how, how's that going to go? Australia versus Canada in curling. The, again, this this untapped rivalry, which I feel that uh, we didn't know should be happening. I mean, Jared, is this our time to shine? This this will be like the new great sporting moment in Australian history when Dean and Tali knock off Canada in curling. I mean, this would be like if, you know, Penny beat any – well, she beat a couple of Australians. You know, not, not in Tokyo. Back in uh, back in Kaylee, Rio, this course. is Kaylee Kylie round two. Exactly, exactly. But uh, you know, probably a bit more of a gap there. I feel, Jared. Maybe I just hope it's it's dramatic. I hope uh, stones are thrown. Um, I hope the sweeping is manic. Um, and I wouldn't mind if there was a bit of a fight on the ice. Oh yeah, just bring it. <laughs> just absolutely, like hockey style, you know. And the refs can't do anything until has it ever, Colin? Like, I mean, curling just seems like such a nice sport. But like, has like there legitimately ever been a fight? curling that you know of i not that i know of but i mean i i loved um uh, who was it when we interviewed mike harris uh last year uh when he was he was talking about you know hey back in nagano we didn't have to be in good shape or anything you know we'd just be a bunch of drunks on the ice uh i i can imagine that maybe in the 70s or 80s 
where it was literally just a bunch of drunks on the ice <laughs> that there was some uh, some angry drunken brawls with some rocks beaten to the head <laughs> <laughs> which hopefully will happen again uh and and dean and tarly would win come on we're australian we get drunk easy and they look very aggressive i think when they get there but i'm looking for all the friends quotes of course from dean and tarly uh when they go through that just before we go through some of the other sports i just want to add um canada you're competing in 14 of the 15 olympic sports there colin and sadly we know the one that you're not competing in nordic combined of course uh we, we obviously know that from uh previous guests but 10 out of the 15 for australia jared not bad uh that's that's pretty good uh we obviously don't have any nordic combined sadly ski jumping uh speed skating biathlon and ice hockey of course <laughs> I was about to say, what's the other one all right ice hockey yeah we kind of don't have anybody in that so do you have any in ice hockey colin i i, I would assume canada maybe i i don't know I, i've heard rumors that we might you know pull something together at the last minute yep yep i just actually just while we're on that obviously no nhl players i don't think we've had a chance to discuss that uh i mean what's the talk around Canada's team? You've obviously got someone like Eric Stahl who, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a nice little loophole that they've managed to pull him in. <laughs> um, but is is there much talk and hope around the hockey team? Because that's generally the, the main one I think all of you want. I mean, the women obviously we know are going to be in the gold medal match no matter what and hopefully get revenge. But for mm-hmm. the men, like, uh, is there much talk around the team? Well, I mean, when we were going to Pyeongchang, I remember mentioning that uh, – the, the fact that the NHL players weren't there kind of put more attention on the women's hockey than it had ever been before. Um, I, I think it's a lot more evened out now. And maybe it's because uh, there is that expectation of, um, well, I guess some of the, some of the players we have were there last time in Pyeongchang. Uh, we had, I guess, enough notice to expect this. And a lot of people didn't honestly believe the NHL players were going to show up anyways. Um, so yeah, right now there's a lot of attention on the men's hockey, uh, which I'm glad about, uh, cause we're kind of getting to know the team. I mean, Eric Stahl obviously has a huge part to play with that. And I love that he basically, he, he, he planned this, like this was mm. a, a ma- massive plan that he had for the last couple of months. Uh, you're thinking in the back of his head, and he's like, oh, you know what? I might be able to go to the Olympics if uh, NHL players don't end you up just going to try out with like a freaking B team, basically. Like, yeah, I'll just yeah. go have a try out with them. And that, that was enough for them to select him. And he, is he has he been named the captain? Because they, they believe he's going to be the captain. Oh, he? I mean, he would have to be. I mean, it, it, there's so much attention on him right now. The, the more, uh, I guess, dramatic thing is that our, our coach is out all of a sudden. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, I just read this yesterday that uh, we have a coaching replacement and now we're like less than a week away from the games, but for a team that was put together three weeks before the games, that's not bad. I actually, um, uh, as I mentioned, I've got a box of Conor McGregor O's upstairs. Uh, (laughs) And Jared's finally got his Penny Alexia O's. Can we just mention he finally (laughs) arrived? So well, yes, maybe I'll send you the, the, the. I said, did I call him Conor McGregor O's? I, I, I'm Conor McDavid O's. Say <laughs> Conor McGregor didn't Conor realize McGregor, he was Canadian. He means Team Canada yeah. too. Uh, yep. But uh, yeah, it, it's weird still that like there's merchandise for that. But I was excited because Tim Hortons has um, Team Canada hockey cards. Nice. And uh, I, I was about to be like, okay, well, I've got a bunch of players who aren't uh, on the on here, but they have. Uh, some players of the past, Joe Sackick here, Wayne Gretzky. Ooh. I've got a Wayne Gretzky Ooh. card. Uh, and uh, they even mixed the women in this time. Uh, Sarah Nurse, one of our female hockey players. So Could um, get a Sammy Joe small one, hopefully, and get off the podium certified. That'd be nice. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah Wayne Gretzky, there we go. So, oh. uh, even so, yeah, Jared's some, heard some of him. 
I think I think that uh, maybe in anticipation of hey, we might not have NHL players this time around. Like, let's mix up our Tim Hortons hockey packs. Put some put some of the women in there. Put some of the old guys in there from Olympics past. Then we don't look like complete fools when none of these people show up for the games. Is it something, Jared, that you? get more and more excited? Like, I don't know sort of if you pay attention to hockey at all between Olympics, but I mean, is it something that you kind of always look forward to at, at the Olympics or is it something that maybe it's more of, a, oh, it's on, I, I will watch it and I'm doing this with a Canadian, so I probably should pay attention to it. Yeah, I feel like I tend to pay a bit more attention, I suppose, later in the tournament. It kind of um, don't really pay attention to the group stages and then when we get to the knockouts, then focus a bit on that. Um, but it's just, I suppose, it's it's the honorary Canadian sport it's just that you have to cheer for them and, and they always do good in it. So um, it's a nice one to keep um, in the back of the mind. No no pressure, of course, Colin. The men haven't not medaled since 98. So <laughs> you're on a good streak. Uh, 2006, sorry, actually. Apologies. You didn't yeah. medal in 2006, of course. We don't so. talk about that. Sorry. Sorry. Oops, sorry, <laughs> Canada. Sorry. But, I mean, again, as we know, you finally broke that bronze curse in Pyeongchang. So, finally. It was it finally <laughs> happened for Canada. Oh, we were really I'm, waiting for that one. <laughs> you were. Yeah. But the women. The women are going to come back and bow. I mean, you know, the women don't lose in the Olympics. That was, that was <laughs> embarrassing enough. So, they've got to get revenge, of course, against America. In the uh, and I just want to say this right now: Canada don't win the gold, and the men. It's Finland's time to shine. Finally, the Finns. <laughs> legitimate drought for the Finns. Never won a gold, so they've won the world championships a couple of times. So it's it's time for them to get a gold. If Canada don't, um, I just want to quickly remind everybody the seven new events that we're going to be seeing the uh, during these Olympics. So we've got the men's and women's big air and the freestyle, the women's monobob, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, the mixed team in the aerials, the ski jumping and the snowboard cross, which, you know, Colin is just absolutely frothing at the bits for, as well as the mixed team in, in the short track, which I was reading a little bit about, uh, say, particularly with the snowboard cross. And it's not like the swimming or the athletics. Like this is legitimately the first one is sort of done timed and then it's kind of done. The second part is like a... Uh, I guess a penalty system. So, you know, if I guess if the women go first and say Australia uh, finish three seconds behind Canada, then Canada get a three second head start. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So that you're not going to get that confusion at the end when it's mixed. So, Colin, does that make anything with mixed more exciting for you? You mixed grump. Well, well, no, I mean, I, I think I said this on our last episode, like I've seen mixed events outside of Tokyo that almost always work. It's just Tokyo was a mess. Um, the ISL, I'm a huge fan of the ISL, the swimming league and the way they do mix events, I think it works. So I, I I'm hopeful that some of the, uh, some of the kinks have been worked out from Tokyo and that they're, they're willing to, um, adjust some things to, to not make it so sloppy. Jared, you're with me. We just, we love them. They're great, aren't they? Uh, I mean, the one thing that I'm just like, we've got a legitimate, Australia's got a legitimate, uh, chance in the snowboard cross because, uh, Bell and Jared, got gold in the world championships in 2021. But the one I'm a bit sad about is we're so good in the aerials, but we've got no male aerial athletes going to Beijing. So we're obviously not going to be in the mixed team aerials. So um, that's a bit sad, but I mean, you and I are smart. We love these mixed relays and things. They're great. They are. They're amazing. I'm upset that they aren't putting the men and the women on the course at the same time. <laughs> it's a letdown. <laughs> yeah. None of this timed system and penalties and points. No, chuck them all on the Bullshit. course at the same time. Put them all. Just, just it's a demolition derby. Just fucking put them all out there. Crash them into everything. Yep. Just get you know, them just out. Put the, 
put the speed skaters and the aerials out there at the same time as well. Put, put all the mixed events, just like people are flipping in the air. You got the speed skate, figure <laughs> oh, skaters, the, the luge, fucking relay. We love that. Like just put the figure, figure skate. Everyone, it's just a free for all. Shove them all in. Nordic combined, all fifteen sports. Put them in ice hockey. <laughs> just and then the, the swimmers <laughs> and the sprinters from Tokyo come and join in too. See, this is how the IOC saves on money. They don't have a winter and a summer and separate events and venues. You just have like, <laughs> just like the bird's nest, right? You've got a bit of ice here, a bit of snow, a bit of a skeleton track, a bit of, you know, here, there, ski <laughs> jump. And then you just put them all in. It's like a 12-hour event, starts at nine, finishes at nine, last yeah, man is, and woman standing, gold medals, done. This is the new way that we determine who comes out on the standings of the Olympics is we have a royal rumble of all Olympians. <laughs> And you and you know who would win that? The Norwegians still. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bloody Norwegians. <laughs> you, you talk about Canada being good in summer now. Don't get us started on Norway. We're scared for them now. They're getting too good at the, the cold and, and, and the warm sports. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to Thomas. He's only got a few more years left on his term. I and mean, we know his speech is still going from Rio. He'll finish it eventually. Um, but... <laughs> That's that's a great idea. I love that. Jared, you're onto something there. Um, little problem that some people are sort of noticing flying into Beijing. There's not a lot of snow. Uh, so mm. I don't know if you've seen some. Like there's the shots of like the Great Wall. It's it's, it's brown. It's pretty dry. Um, although I think they've, they've shipped a few bits in there. Jared, a bit worrying. Should we be concerned that the Winter Olympics are no snow? Or the Chinese are a smart, smart country, so I think they might be able to fix this uh, by the time we get underway tomorrow. No, nah, it'll be right. I feel like every year they always complain, and then was it Sochi had the issue with the with the painting of the blue lines, and it was slippery, or there wasn't enough snow, or something. So uh, it'll be right. Just pop some fake snow on there, um, dye some mud white. Yep, it'll be good. simple. That way, Colin, Vancouver had these problems, didn't they? And they got it sorted in time. And it, I think it rained the whole time in Vancouver, didn't it? So, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just Vancouver. So, it, it happens. But, eh, yeah, you're well, Canadian. You know how this works. I mean, there's, I think with Vancouver, the biggest problem was the air temperature. It was too warm. So, I mean, they were shipping the snow in and it was creating unsafe conditions. But, come on, as viewers, that's what we want. We want to see some, some out-of-control people flying off the course. I mean, this could make it fun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is hopeful for when obviously Brisbane has the Winter Olympics in 2032 because, again, in winter in Australia, so we have our Winter Olympics. So, uh, you know, ski jump finally for Australia. We're going to get some by building that jump, of course, for Brisbane going forward. But the venues, I don't know if either of you have seen many of them, uh, but they look absolutely spectacular. I mean, just the the water cube now being the ice cube i don't know if either of you saw the transitional video of where they they saw it turning it from the swimming pool into the the curling rinks looks amazing uh the the slope style course with like the great wall of china being built into it uh and just some of it looking amazing i mean jared have you paid much attention to it because i think this is going to be a pretty spectacular looking olympics I have been watching uh i did see the the water cube to ice cube trans transformation um and that building is just like ace as it is, but with the curling inside it, it's just even better. It takes it to a whole new level. Which, I mean, this is a unique thing, obviously, with Beijing being the first summer and winter venue, but also very unique that 14 years ago that we had the summer. So we all remember them vividly. We all remember kind of seeing them. So it's kind of, and like obviously with the opening ceremony, we'll talk about that shortly. The bird's nest again, such a, an amazing venue to be able to see what they're going to do with that. Colin, have you had much of a chance to see some of the, the venues out there? 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of the athletes posting as they're getting there and they're getting to do their, their little trials um, uh, on the courses and stuff like that. It looks fantastic. What, what I actually am really amazed by is seeing all these pictures that athletes are posting from either their, their rooms or the athlete village looks unbelievable. I mean, I think maybe this is partly coming off of Tokyo where everything was so closed down and uh, no contact. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Rio a couple of years ago where it was uh, <laughs> bare bones. This was the, the, the president's choice uh, athletes village and everything. But uh, I mean, Beijing's going out like this is like the five star. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't know about you, Jared, but I know Ben, you've never seen parks and recreation. Jared, have you ever seen parks and recreation? I have, I have. Okay. This uh, in parks and recreation, it's kind of like a Simpsons thing. Like there's a rivalry between the two towns and then the, the other town uh, Eagleton, it's like you know, rich and fancy. Like everything is rich and fancy. You know, the, they, they have, uh, people making crepes at their town hall meetings and stuff like that. Like that's kind of the way I'm imagining Beijing right now. Like it's just the Eagleton or the um, uh, what's the Simpsons neighboring city? Shelbyville. Um, Shelbyville. Yeah, it's a, it's the Eagleton or the Shelbyville right now. The Olympics. They're really trying to show everybody else up. It's I, I love also seeing the swag that I've seen it through Canada, Australia, even like the Brits. Like some of the stuff they're getting. I mean, winter uniforms look so much better than the summer ones, but. I, I know the Australian athletes are getting a Samsung phone. Basically, I think I th- the British athletes were getting a tablet. I don't know what the Canadians are oh, getting. But they but used to get so much more. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. And they'll just all wash up on a beach someday, anyway. So it's, 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 it's fine. But um, like, it's just it's awesome. Like, I, I saw um, Sarah Blizzard's post of her like on the bed. She just had like the entire kit, and she's a she's an alternate. We'll talk about the bobsled, but like, and that's all the stuff she's getting. I mean, it's just and it's not it's cardboard insane. either. <laughs> No, exactly. It's like, yeah, play the Tokyo ones. You can't have sex. Like Beijing, it's like fucking the bed's made of everything. Fuck away. Have some phones and bloody here's your food. And yeah, it's just, it's, and like obviously still in COVID times, but I think we're still going to have some local fans there. So we're going to have the cowbells. Hopefully we'll be back for the Alpine skiing. We're going to have some, a bit of yeah, an atmosphere I was, thing going on. There. I was going to ask like, cause it was such a last minute decision with Tokyo, but do we officially have like, what's the number? What's the percentage of people in I attendance? And is it only locals? I'm pretty sure it's still locals. I know like the athletes aren't allowed to obviously have family that come in. So, but I think China's still having the cases spike. Um, but also I think the media are also going to probably overhype it a little bit more going into it. But for, I'm still pretty sure that the athlete, uh, the, the locals are allowed to come along. So uh, hopefully we'll have something like some, a bit there and kind of so, but I, I guess the difference with winter sports though is, Sometimes it's not really as noticeable with the, the fans. Like it is, but like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of not like some of the summer sports where it's really obvious when there's no fans there. Whereas like, I think. Yeah, like alpine just, skiing, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. It's, and it's not that hard to add some uh, cowbell sound effects on a TV broadcast versus, you know, 80,000 people in an empty stadium uh, going mm. along that way when it comes out. One thing, just while we're talking about like the marketing, the promotion, we talked about Bing Dwen Dwen and Shui Ron Ron, right? <laughs> now... I just want to say, like, Shui Ron Ron, amazing when we get to the Paralympics. But I'm really falling in love with Bing Dwen Dwen because I don't know if either of you are following the Beijing account, but fuck this panda is the greatest thing ever. There's this video of, like, a a very large inflatable Bing Dwen Dwen trying to get into, I think it was the media center, 
couldn't fit through the door. Harmon's <laughs> <laughs> trying to shove this big Dwen Dwen in the door. It's hilarious. And then there's like these videos of like a giant Bing Dwen Dwen playing with a little Bing Dwen Dwen. And then like all the little pictograms that they've put up on their social media of like little Bing Dwen Dwen on a skeleton and these Bing Dwen Dwen doing ski jumping. <laughs> and like, I fucking love Bing Dwen Dwen. Like I still love saying Shui Ron Ron, bring on the Paralympics, but... I don't know, Jared. Bing Dwen Dwen. I mean, sorry, Boo Rang and Sue Rang, but it's it's Bing Dwen Dwen's <laughs> time to shine. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen the hype, so I don't know yet. And you know, I'm not a big fan of Bing Dwen Dwen. Oh, um, oh boo! But I could still come round. We'll see. Stupid, so stupid to- ice <laughs> outfit. <laughs> I need to find this picture of him stuck in a door. I couldn't stop laughing at it the other day. I'm just like, oh my god, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Colin, are you are you coming? Like, well, that sounds a bit awkward. Are you coming over being Dwen Dwen? Uh, well, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of athletes who seem to be getting a kick out of like you know the statues and and stuff like that everywhere in the merchandise. To me, it's just this bizarre costume still. I mean, it's like a panda peeking out of an egg. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I, I could be won over because ultimately what it comes down to to me is, do I want to buy this as a toy for my children? Um, so if they give Bing Dwayne some personality, kind of like you're saying, uh, then I might be won over. But still, right. like it's a, it's a panda's face on an egg. Like, I don't get it. I'm sending you both in our group chat on Facebook, Bin Dwen Dwen stuck in a door. <laughs> Just tell me this isn't the funniest thing you will ever see today. And it's just like, they're literally like, how do I get this thing out of a door? <laughs> oh my God. Is it uh, Clearly it's just me. All right. I'll, I'll come oh, down. No, I, um, I see it now. <laughs> I don't know if that's a fake laugh, Colin, but it's a good one. You're like, oh, I see no, no, it now. No. <laughs> no, no, seriously, that's that's a, that's a fantastic picture. But uh, is it intentional? <laughs> Who knows? I don't. Why don't. doesn't it have any pupils, though? Like, what's the deal? Because <laughs> it's stuck in a door. It's been strangled to death. <laughs> Poor thing's dead. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Bing Dwen Dwen. Too young, too young. Um... <laughs> Flag bearers, obviously, again, the day we're releasing this, Australia's flag bearers being uh, announced on Thursday. Colin, I don't know when Canada's is, but can I just want to, I want to say one thing. We'll, we'll talk about, obviously, our athletes that we've had on the show and predictions for us, but I'm calling this now. We've got a possibility of having dual off the podium flag bearers because I believe Mr. Hamlin's in with a bit of a shot of, of carrying the flag, and I'm calling this now. Britt Cox is a shoo-in, unless, obviously, she's competing the next day. So, there's that slight she issue. Is, yeah. So, um, but even then, Laura Peel, a, a big shot uh, as, a, as a flag bearer as well. Another former guest here on the show. So, I mean, I'll talk about Australia's in a second uh, with you, Jared. But, like, Colin, is, is Charles in with a, a big shot? Mikhail Kingsbury, also probably another mm-hmm. big favourite. I mean, who are the people they're talking about being Canada's flag bearer? I mean, you named the two big ones there. Um, I think another one would be Kim Booten, who uh, she was our closing ceremonies flag bearer last time. So I feel like she's going to be held off on. Plus, um, I I think with Kingsbury, it's the same problem. I mean, Moguls is, well, he has an extra day, though, because I believe it's the, is it? Sunday for the men, women on Saturday. Yeah, so women Saturday, Sunday for the men. So he has a shot there, but 
I would think it would have to be Hamlin just because of the amount of Olympics this man has been to. I mean, even Apollo Ono, when we interviewed him, was like, you know, he's like, it's it's amazing that Charles is still in this sport and still competitive. Um, and if, if he gets that, then I feel like no matter what the results, Charles Hamlin will decide to retire from the sport after this. Uh, well, he's, he's chasing something <laughs> right now. Uh, it, it, it might be another solo medal. It might be a flag bearer, but if he walks away completely empty handed from these Olympics, we know we're going to see him back. Uh, I don't know, 30 years from now as <laughs> the oldest Olympian in history. You, you like you got him on last time. I want you to get him on again. Like that was a pretty good get when you got him on. He was one of our first guests we got, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we talk about the curse being the purse, no gold. We'll talk about that. But, like, again, double flag bearers, this is a possibility. I mean, for Brit, obviously, Scotty James and, and Brit are both going to be four-time Olympians, but Scotty carried the flag in Pyeongchang, so he's not going to be Scotty. But, um, I mean, Brit's the obvious choice, but do you think that given she's competing the next day, and obviously we know that sort of the moguls, the venue's not too close to Beijing, so obviously that's a bit of a thing there. But, I mean, would we like to see Brit, four-time Olympian, you know, still so young as well, like carrying the flag into the bird's nest? I feel like she's, yeah, she's the obvious choice. Um, it depends what what alphabet they're using and, and how far up the line we are, I reckon. We're third if last. We're close to the top. We are third, third last. last. Yeah. Um, I think Brit can stay up late and still put in an effort the next the next morning, so... She's, she's been on this show twice. She can put up with anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Do it, well, do, I, it, do it for off the podium, Britt. Come on. One other thing that's exciting, I think just across the board, this is even talking about our predictions for flag bearers, is that unlike Tokyo, there's not as, as much strictness on you can only come this many days ahead of your event and you have to leave. So we can we can have flag bearers who aren't going to be competing for a week down the road and same thing we get to the closing ceremonies we could potentially have somebody who just stuck around for you know a week after the end of their event so or and and also this um you know we have to have a male and female thing i mean obviously uh well <laughs> that, that's kind of the way it was presented last time as all of our commentators said but it's optional yeah but i feel like a lot of countries in it went out of their way to do that last time uh, I would like to see them just say, you know what, if we do a man, we'll do a woman for the closing ceremony or something like this. I, I like the one flag bearer thing. I, I do too. And, I mean, a few nations have already decided to do both. So Spain are doing both, uh, Iran, Argentina. I'm looking through the list here, Poland. So a few nations are, are, are doing it, um, even like the Dutch course the dutch are why wouldn't the dutch be doing it um but yeah obviously at the time of recording this a lot of countries haven't announced their flag bearers probably by the time this has been released everyone's got like we, we know brit's a flag bearer we we know mikhail's a flag bearer what are you talking about but obviously we're recording this a couple of days away from some of that being announced but just to play at home canada coming out 27th colin uh and obviously there's 91 nations so australia will be coming out 89th so uh, already finishing quite late for us, and there we go. And fun little fact for you, Haiti and Saudi Arabia making their debuts at the Olympics. So go Team Haiti, oh. go Team Saudi Arabia. And uh, we're also seeing the return for the first time in nearly uh, 30 years of American Samoa. About time. Good to see them back. Welcome back. No and, Tonga. Uh, no, Tonga, sadly not. Uh, not coming back, uh, uh, which, I mean, obviously they've had a – pretty big uh, disaster recently so uh sadly can't uh get some exposure out there for them uh but the virgin islands and peru returning for the first time since sochi and uh trinidad and tobago are back in bobsled uh not nice hockey sadly colin uh so the great rivals of jamaica and trinidad in the bobsled we'll get to see them up oh, against wow. each other 
So uh, look forward to that. A couple of um, just sort of athletes to, to look out for, and there's a few that we'll talk about. We'll talk about Australia and Canada's medal chances, just on the international side of things. Um, when it comes to we, – we obviously, uh, when we had Chad Hedrick, Chad Hedrick on, we talked a little bit about Sven Kramer who can create history. If he wins gold in the 5,000 metres, he'll be the first ever Winter Olympian to win four consecutive gold medals in the same event. Of course, Chad beat him in 2006, so he was the last person to beat him. So a bit of history there for Sven. And him, uh, Claudia Peschlein and Charlotte Keller can all join the double-digit medal club of the Winter Olympics. So basically there's only six athletes in the history of the Winter Olympics who have won double digits worth of medals. Irene Verst, the great Dutch speed skater who's going for more at these games, can uh, add to that. Um, So keep an eye out for that. Charlotte in the uh, cross-country skiing or the biathlon. Let me double-check that bit. I'm doing well with that. Um, She, of course, is a great cross-country skier, Ben, from Sweden. We know that. And uh, Claudia in... Normal speed skating? Long track speed skating. Normal, <laughs> normal. speed skating. <laughs> the normal the, and the abnormal disciplines. The non-Bradbury one. Uh, <laughs> she's it. Uh, but speaking of short track, Ariana Fontana uh, can become the greatest short track speed skater of all time by winning one more medal. She's tied with uh, Apollo uh, by winning eight overall. Um, so uh, she can she can get that record, that elusive one. And, of course, the great Victor Ahn in, in short track as oh, well. Yeah. Aren't I great with the stats? Maybe I should have a job in research. This should be something that, uh, no. you know. Uh, just- pronunciation, uh, as we know, is not your thing. <laughs> hey, well. If anybody out there wants Ben to correct some pronunciation for them, just remember this is the man who pronounced Ben Dabby as Surang. <laughs> Surang and Burang. I got big Dwen Dwen, right? I'm doing okay these Olympics so far. Come on now. Um, medal hopes, the big ones, I guess, for Canada and Australia. And I've got the, the the beloved grace note predictions here. And obviously we're going to get to our predictions soon. But um, Colin, like, is Macau Kingsbury like the most certain gold medal? Like, is this just, does Canada just simply already put a gold medal on the medal tally for him already? Because, I mean, this guy is just untouchable, is he not? Yeah, I, this is the closest thing. I would say in any sport, the closest thing that there an athlete has had since Michael Phelps. Uh, I mean, he's, it's almost impossible to be, he, last season, he was out with an injury for the majority of the season and he still finished near the top of the medal standings uh, for the World Cup. I don't want to say anything just because I, I know how I jinxed the moguls last yeah. time with Thanks for that. Brittany Cox and Andy Naughty. <laughs> Absolute uh, is Britt Cox. She will win the gold. Absolutely. But but let's just say this man has been on the podium 100 times in something like 120-something World Cup appearances. I mean, I, I don't know of anybody who could even come close to that. Uh, so uh, I... I'm not going to say anything. I'm shutting up now. Uh, <laughs> Is there anyone out outside of Macau? Like I, I, I've, I've looked at a few different lists in terms of the ones that Canada are sort of predicting, but are there any others that for say us Australians who maybe aren't too familiar with some of the, the Canadian hopefuls out there? I mean, who are some of the other big name Canadians who are expected to come home with a medal? Um, I don't want to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to jinx them. <laughs> I wow. think we have some some some. I think we have some good shots. Uh, let's just say that in uh, ski cross, um, people can do their own research. I think that uh, 
I'm, I'm, look, I'm okay. Let me go through this list then, if you don't want to jinx it. So I'm, I'm looking here. Uh, Toronto I'm not. Star. I'm just gonna say I am not a superstitious person, like at all, like Clearly in not. no way. But I have thought about this for like the last week. I'm like, I better not say anything on the previous episode. I know what happened last Jared, time. Jared, you and I will jinx Canada. So right. we'll, 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 <laughs> wait till we get the, wait till we get the Norwegian list out. Then we'll really get into it. Um, so I mean, Macau Kingsbury, they've got here. Uh, you've got Marie Philip Poulin, your captain of uh, the the women's team in ice hockey. Uh, here, here comes the pronunciation: Laurent Dubrel uh, in in long track speed. Did I get that right, Colin? Um, sure. Yep. Kim Butin, 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 short track speed skater. Uh, Mark McMorris in the big air and slope style. Then you've got your curlers, John Morris and Rachel Homan. Uh, your long track speed skating team pursuit team. Uh, Justin Cripps in the bobsled. Max Paro in the slope style snowboarding. You got Cynthia Apaya in the bobsled. Charles Hell, I've heard of him. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's already jinxed. He's been on the show, so we know that. Um, doesn't matter. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, Cassie and Darcy Sharp from Comox. There we go. No Comox in BC. Uh, anyway, you've got a lot. This is a long bloody list. Um, like bloody Canadians having too many to go through there. Can you give us one, Colin? Like, is there one? Is there a Winnipegger that you that people are keeping an eye on? Uh, well, we have one on the the women's team. Um, but uh, I, I actually, I was I was I was wondering if you're going to mention Brittany Phelan. Is she on there? Uh, probably. I, I did close the article. I was too sick of reading through it. So to be honest, oh, okay. so too many, too many. <laughs> yeah. Just I calm mean, down the, Canada. Yeah. I, I think ski cross is one that we're excited about. Um, uh, Marielle Thompson's another one, uh, just throwing names out there. All I'm doing is just mentioning names, nothing else here. <laughs> Which Jared, I mean, you and I probably don't really give a shit because we jinx anyone anyway. Well, I do. I'm not blaming you, Jared. You're good. Um, you have, none of your interviews have lost medals, so I mean, <laughs> you're 100%. Um, but, I mean, obviously, as I said before, we've got – this is probably our most stacked team in terms of genuine chances. Uh, I mean, women's aerials, of course, is our sport. Australia, the greatest nation in the Olympics in women's aerials. Uh, Laura Peel – reigning world champion, basically uh, just had a dominant season as well. And Daniel Scott as well is absolute legitimate chance to be in the medal. We could go gold silver in the aerials based on, on how that is. I mean, that, that's the one event, though, that, that we all watch for. But on the same day as the aerials final, we actually have the monobob final with Brie in it. Uh, fifth in the world coming into the Olympics, genuine medal chance as well. So this could be like the greatest Winter Olympic day since Dale Beg smith won in 2006. So um, just on those sort of events i mean how do you feel about sort of aerials i mean it's it's the it's it's the winter event that stops the nation this is the one that we always know we have a genuine chance in yeah i feel like the 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 two that stand out to me are aerials and and moguls and i feel like we're getting a medal in both but i don't want to say gold, but I just feel like we have a really good chance. Like if, if we're going to get a gold, I kind of feel like that's where it's going to come from. There's other mm-hmm. options out there. Um, but I just feel those two events were a lot for some form of medal. Well, I'll, I'll get chime in for one second. Please do, Colin. Yes, hello, Colin. Uh, I was just going to say, um, I, without making any predictions, I think that the <laughs> women's, the women's moguls is basically a three-person race and the order is interchangeable. Um, and Jakari is one of those people. So no prediction. We've actually, we've got an eight, like I think we've got the maximum athletes. We're, we've got Canada's problem where you basically just, we've got too many that we're sending. Mm. Um, and and we know, for example, that uh, Matty Graham's just shattered his collarbone, collarbone and he's just come back. 
So, uh, you know, he's obviously coming into it as a reigning silver medalist and still kind of talking him up. But, I mean, outside of of the aerials, the moguls, of course, yeah, with Jakara, genuine chance. Other events for Australia that, uh, you know, ultimately, well, I mean, curling again, very slim chance, but, I mean, don't completely rule it out. Moguls, as we said, um, I mean, even look at someone like Sammy Kennedy ski, Sim in the ski cross. She's very, she's a veteran now. She's been around for a while, but she can pull out of a, a you know, it's a very unpredictable event. Ski cross, of course, can always happen. Uh, you never know with that. Um, Brendan Corey, we've stolen another Canadian. This is Dale Beg Smith 2.0, uh, Canadian short track speed skater who I think couldn't make the Canadian team. And he had like a, I think Australian parent. So he's come out here. Um, and finished uh, fifth in a World Cup recently and ranked 11th in the world. So we, we could be, again, the second Dale Begg Smith, Colin, we could have another Canadian winning a medal for us. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared, you mentioned before uh, Jackie Narricott and the Skeleton recently won a gold medal in a World Cup event. The first time Australia's ever won a medal in Skeleton. So uh, absolute chance there for us to get a medal in Skeleton. We've never won a medal in any sliding event. So we've got a bobsled and a skeleton chance. Sorry to Alex. I'm sure if the, you know, luge, not completely, you know, wipe him out, but, uh, you know, potential there. Snowboard cross, uh, obviously with Bell Brockhoff, always a genuine chance. And as I said, in the mixed relay, uh, her and Jared Hughes, uh, reigning world champions in that event. So, uh, you never know with that one. Scotty James in the, uh, the half pipe, of course, always a chance. Just recently won the X Games gold medal, even though I think his two biggest rivals weren't there. But hey, uh, congratulations to Scotty James, too. Soon to join Canadian royalty. He's officially uh, engaged to Chloe Stroll. So her father-in-law will be basically the richest man in Canada. And uh, her brother-in-law is a Formula One driver. Uh, his brother-in-law. So uh, welcome to the half. You can claim Scotty James is kind of like half Canadian now, Colin. So uh, that works as well. Uh, and Tess Cody in the slope style uh, is a big chance having won the bronze in the world champs last year as well. So look. There's a potential here if everything goes our way, Jarrah, we could end up with like six medals. Um, <laughs> but again, not probably there. I, I, I'll get to the predictions shortly. Don't give your answer yet, Jarrah. But I mean, six medals, are we wishing too hard there? I don't know. I'm optimistic. I kind of feel like it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I like the, uh, you know, when Jarrah says it, it's fine. When Colin and I say it, it's jinxed. So <laughs> uh, watch this space. Before we get to the predictions, the other ones I just wanted to quickly touch on before we close out with some other things. New Zealand are getting a bit cocky. All right. I just want to point this out because they're, they're medalists from Pyeongchang. Nico Porteous and, uh, you know, I'm going to butcher this, Zoe sadowski Sinot. I think I got that correctly, are coming into this with very good form. And the New Zealanders think they can come away with two gold medals. <laughs> now... New Zealand has oh. never won a gold medal in the Winter Olympics before. I mean, it took them fucking like 16 years to get, 26 years, I should say, to get a couple more from their silverback in Alberville. But Jared, again, there's this risk that New Zealand could win more gold medals in a Winter Olympics. And like, it's, it's all well and good for them to do well in a Summer Olympics because, you know, sure. But like, we can't all of a sudden have New Zealand beating us in fucking Winter Olympics. Now, what's this chance of Zoe and Nico? No, nah, it's not going to happen. Pride comes before us all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching the bloody half-pipe skiing now and the fucking big air and go, oh, crash New Zealand, crash. Um, Colin, do you give a shit about New Zealand or you just you don't really care? I, I, I care enough to see Ben worked up when New Zealand wins a gold <laughs> or two. I <laughs> would rather moment. New Zealand win two gold than Britain win two gold. I'll say that. 
I'll say that. And as we learned from Casey the other day, that the Brits have got a chance in cross. I don't want the Brits to win medals in cross country skiing. That's just that feels wrong. That's that's like Canada winning a medal in cricket. Like it's just, it just it doesn't it doesn't work. I, I can't also not mention the Queen of the Olympics. Not not Chloe. She's a Queen of the Summer Olympics. Esther, of course. Esther mm. coming in, defending a goal, but she's added another event. Esther, she's 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 doing the downhill. She's actually podiumed a couple of times. Like she could win three gold at these Olympics. She's competing basically though on day four, seven, and eleven. So she's got a stacked uh, a schedule. I'm calling her for the Czech flag bearer. I tell you now, Czech Republic, if you don't give her the flag bearer, I'm invading Prague. I don't know how to do it, <laughs> but like I'm I'm doing it somehow. Uh, and I, I loved. I read an interview with her, and basically she has told everyone around her they're not allowed to mention the O word. They're not allowed to call it the Olympics. Um, they've called it like the event or something like that. Oh, if, I thought, if, I thought if, you were going to say it's gone so much to her head. Now she calls it the Ladekas. And actually they call it the friendly. That's what they call it. And if anybody says the word Olympics, they have to pay a 10 euro fine. It's like a swear jar. <laughs> um, so she, she's in the zone and she's like, she should be a lock in the parallel giant slalom. I think she's like podiumed in like the last 15 events in a row and like half of them are gold. She's like the Mikhail Kingsbury of the giant slalom, uh, the parallel giant slalom snowboarding, but still a shot in the super G to defend that and downhill again. So I'm calling, I'm calling it three medals for Esther. I've just jinxed her uh, probably with that as well. But um, I think she might even come in at the last minute uh, on mixed doubles curling. Uh, yeah, it's just unannounced and somehow come away with the medal. There is a Czech team in the, the Czech Republic <laughs> making their curl. So, hey, she's available. And this is the hockey, men and women. She's just like, she, everyone now, gets COVID. On now we Czech know Republic. who's winning our Olympic Royal Rumble at the end of the games too. <laughs> it's it's Esther, Esther Republic. That, that, that's what it is. The queen. We already know she's got athlete of the games. Uh, I'm calling it now. <laughs> I will throw a chair. Um, <laughs> I'm on the 16th floor. I can throw shit over the balcony. So um, <laughs> I can really get fucking mad if, if Esther doesn't win the Daily Dale, which can I just say officially, as we put on our social media the other day, our athlete of the day is now called the Daily Dale in, in I'm not saying in a memoriam. He's not dead. Well, we don't know if he's dead or not. We, we don't hear from him. He's probably been dead, but the legendary Dale Begg Smith, the Canadian I just Australian. Say, I, I saw the graphic for that. I want one of those to hang around my neck. <laughs> right. Isn't that the greatest thing ever? Like, come on, like we should get one of them made and like legitimately yeah. we'll like just we'll get 16 of them made and send yeah. them out to like everybody. Jared, do you think that would be the hottest like medal to ever win in Australia <laughs> or, or around the world basically having little Dale Begg Smith hanging around your neck? Yeah, I feel like that's way more impressive than an Olympic medal. So but maybe... I don't know. Trade it in. Trade it in for the for the for the daily Dale. I just actually want to say right now, Brisbane twenty thirty two Olympic mascot Dale Beg Smith. <laughs> <laughs> just a little Dale. That's all it is. <laughs> Sitting on like a pile of money and an Olympic cold. <laughs> Olympic uh, like all the email spam accounts hanging around him. Like I know he's not from Queensland. Probably never his, been to his, Queensland in his life. But I mean, come his on. His face also coming out of an eggshell. <laughs> yeah. Stuck in a door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Dale We get to find him first. Um, like, I love it when you literally Google Dale Beg Smith in news and it comes up with like the elusive Dale Beg Smith maybe competing in the Olympics. Oh, he's making a comeback. Like the article's from Sochi. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just just shows up. How you doing, Doug? Good. Yep, yep, sweet. Uh, which like this guy cannot be found. Like they found Osama bin Laden before they found uh, Dale Big Smith. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just a legend. And this is the thing. This is what I love about his enigma is the fact that again, ask any Australian who is the most successful winter Olympian of all time. They're never gonna guess Dale Big Smith. They don't even know who he is. <laughs> like, he's our third ever winter Olympic gold medalist, and no one knows. <laughs> um, so oh, the Daily Dale. I hope all our winter Olympians, if you're listening, uh, bugger winning gold. Like, you know, Macau Kingsbury didn't win the gold, but I won the Daily Dale. <laughs> <laughs> so it was there, there pestle and, oh, I didn't win any gold, but I got the Daily Dale. Uh, the Trinidad and Tobago bobsled team. <laughs> all they want is the Daily Dale. Little Dale wings with hanging around their neck. Um, oh, God. What a man. What Seriously. What? Oh, just. Just want to hug him. Want to put him in a door. Want to put him in my pocket. And just <laughs> carry him around. And one thing I'm also excited for too that we're going to do during the games is each day we're going to have a dedicated day celebrating. Uh, a, and I've, I've Colin obviously I put it out to you if you want to do it for a Canadian one as well. I've got the Australian ones ready to go. So you've obviously got a few more Winter Olympians to get through. Uh, so <laughs> then Australia. But each day we'll be celebrating an iconic Australian Winter Olympian by calling it a, a certain day. So, Colin, you're going to get angry. You're going to throw a chair every day as an Australian. Well, I'm warning you now that, you know, <laughs> one of the days will be Dale Beg Smith Day, just saying, just spoiler I, alert. I love how everything gets mixed up because the, the chair throwing was actually a French boxer. <laughs> so don't, if you have a French boxing Don't change the narrative of, the of what happened, Colin. Jared and I remember, all right, we, we were there. <laughs> like... Pedialectiac, pedialectiac, pedialectiac. You're still fucking saying it. you're the Thomas Barton yeah, le- show. Let me give another shout out to Anthony Rocky, who just this past weekend brought that up again and said, I am rarely on your side, but I'm 100% on your side with that. <laughs> Thank you, he Rocky. Do- he doesn't count. He put Octopussy as his number one Bond film. <laughs> Gives him no credibility. I mean, come on, even Jared. I don't know how much you know about the Bond films, Jared, but even you know no one puts Octopussy at number one, right? Surely not. Yeah, like come on, like just just, just stop it. The guys, the guy doesn't even have a name that people remember. They call him Rocky. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, he's the New Zealand of the Oz Network podcast host. Like you kind of feel sorry for the to, guy, and you don't as, hate as, him, but. As uh, a tribute to Anthony Rocky, maybe we should come up with an American athlete of the day and call it the Daily Rocky. <laughs> and every single day, I just want you to choose a Daily Rocky of like the most random, obscure. Because like <laughs> you know, even Rocky would go, "Huh? Who? Like what? What, what are we doing here? I, I didn't know I was meant to watch that. What are you talking about?" Um, again, I keep saying before we get to the predictions. We're we're we I like how well, when I say I like how we you two have no idea about this, but. Calling, we've had 20, 25 athletes have been on this show who are competing at these Olympics. Well, 24 in the Olympics and one in the Paralympics. Um, so we're calling it Team OTP, right? Because like this is a team in itself. We could be sending this right now. So we'll have our own medal tally and everything. Um, I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm saying now, like the curse in the purse, we had that phrase during Tokyo because of the medals one, but still no gold. We've not had a guest be on this show and gone to win a gold medal. And from my perspective, only had the one bronze medal, and that was in a relay. Does that really count? And still no Australian athletes uh, have won a medal since being on this show. I'm saying it now. It's done. We're, the curse is in the purse. We're, and we're, and we're, I'm, we'll get to when we get to our prediction. I'm saying we're getting gold. 
and one of them will be an Australian. So, um, Colin, how are you feeling in terms of uh, some of our our former guests going on to to do okay during these? I mean, we know Jack Jack's going to win a Paralympic gold. Sorry, Team Canada, but the sledge hockey's going back to USA. Um, but how are you feeling outside of uh, a Jack and who else we've got competing for for Team OTP? I felt great about it till you had to open your big mouth and draw attention to it. Like, now we have no chance of putting this in the purse. Wow, that's her. Well, I mean, in all fairness, a couple who didn't qualify were obviously still very sad for, for Ash, who uh, ultimately like, at, didn't make the bobsled team. At Sorry, this Ash. point, we know that Ben somehow can put a curse on his own curse. So yeah. when <laughs> they don't even qualify. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean, like... Looking at some of the names, I mean, like Eric, surely, like get a medal at least in the team if he gets mm. chosen there. I mean, Jason as well. Oh, but I mean, a, skating prospects. A team is the equivalent of a relay. So, well, well, I mean, Eric's got a chance, doesn't he, with um, with his new partner in the pairs, right? Vanessa, like, yeah, yeah, possibly. He's got, he's got a bit of a chance, but you I mean, you I mean Charles? Like, I mean, come on, like he's he's, <laughs> he's you know wanting to go out there and do that and go in there. I mean, our, our ski jumping girls, like uh, you know, win Canada their first ever medal. Come on, we've got we've got. Taylor out there in the Nordic combined for Team USA. I mean, we've got some good names here. I haven't even named the proper medal chances. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, Jared, how are you feeling? I mean, you weren't involved in any of them. You can jinx all you like. It doesn't matter to you. But, I mean, you know, we've got 24. I, don't, I think we had like eight in Tokyo, nine in Tokyo. This is like this is a stacked field. Oh, yeah, it's a lock. There's, it's a golden lock. Um, team off the podium. They're going to be right up there on the medal tally. Top 10 on the medal t- tally. Well, look <laughs> yeah. out for them. It's not that hard, the winters. I mean, legitimately, like, again, this, this is the, literally, let's bookmark this clip and play it in our rap. But, like, we've got the freaking, the number one chance of a gold medal, Laura Peel, uh, was on this show. So <laughs> if she doesn't win, it's our fault. Uh, <laughs> so hello to all our listeners listening into our rap episode. Uh, glad to you to join us again. But uh, we cost Laura Peel the goal. But I'm saying she's winning the goal. That's that's my prediction. So um, Colin's still not saying anything. He's just completely. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not even joking. Like this, this isn't even just something for the show. Like I'm legitimately nervous about what we could do. <laughs> I will cry. I will cry. Um, because, like, it, the same day this has been released, our Athletes to Watch episode where we play snippets of each of our guests. The the, the couple, obviously, that we didn't play snippets of, uh, Bell, Sammy, Brendan, Charles, and Kalani, obviously all appeared on before Pyeongchang, so we haven't talked to them since Pyeongchang, but they're back. So, But, I mean, again, Bell, legitimate chance. You know, Charles, we know it there. Uh, so, and Sammy, as I said, a bit of a chance there going into it. But hashtag Team OTP. Get behind it. We've put the graphic up on social media celebrating each of them. And and actually, fun fact, 13 out of the 15 sports we've had an athlete on from, and we will have athletes competing every single day of these Olympics. So it's it's not like Tokyo where we can be like, none of our former guests are competing today. Literally every day of the Olympics, we will have one of our guests competing. So uh, we're busy. We'll be able to <laughs> jinx them every single fucking day apparently. So get, get excited uh, for that. Predictions time. Now, I've actually got a surprise to spring on you both as a, as a tiebreaker, uh, which I'll get to. But this is a part where we each predict where we think, well, what medals we think both Canada and Australia are going to win. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Colin got this, Colin won in Tokyo. Um, Did so I? <laughs> yeah. You get I, I had a <laughs> daily wild prediction. Dale of that. Um, so I could be wrong. Jared, am I right there? You, you've got a better, better memory than I do. 
Sounds right to me. Yes, sure. I think I yeah. predicted like 30 medals for Australia. So if I got it right, I, I'm well, but then again, Ben probably predicted 190. So, well, I mean, they're not Norway. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so I'll just quickly say, because again, I don't know if you've already, you've both done this and this might change your opinions, but the, the Grace Note, their final prediction going into the Olympics. So they're saying that Canada are going to win. Six gold, six silver, ten bronze, and twenty-two in total will finish fifth. You'll actually apparently finish equal with the US on total medals, but they'll win one more gold than you. So sorry, Team Canada. Uh, and for Australia, they're now saying that we will win two gold, one silver, one bronze, four in total for uh finishing fifteenth on the medal tally. Saying New Zealand will win two gold and a bronze. Jesus, Grace Note, you're doing all right there with the, the Kiwis. Um, and Czech Republic, two gold and two bronze. So I'm saying the two gold for Esther and a bronze for Esther and somebody else going on there. Um, Jared, would you like to go first with Canada? How do you think Canada are going to go during these Olympics? I think that Canada will win eight gold, eight silver and eight bronze. Simple. You've gone down. You did that with Tokyo, I believe, didn't you, with 777? Was that what you did? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right, the Canadian um, thing, you know, being polite and, and keeping things even, keeping it on the keeping on that stretch. Okay, I like that. Uh, Colin, give me your prediction for Canada. Well, we were almost at thirty last time, um, right? Pyeongchang, you were on the grand total of the medals that include the total number of <laughs> I had this open before twenty nine now. 11 oh, gold, look, 8 silver, 10 bronze. Thank you, Jared. You All should right. get a job well, as a I'm... researcher. <laughs> uh, you do very well. <laughs> I'm going to go with 26. I'll go with 9 gold. I'll go with 7 silver and 10 bronze. Okay. Well, um, I've gone for 7 gold, 6 silver, and 11 bronze. So, Jared, you and I are both on 24. I think we had the same number for that last time, but different spread there. So, I think you're going to get a very bronzed games, these Olympics, Colin. But uh, 7, 6, 11 for me. Um, Australia, and this is where I feel like we can even name where we think these medals are going to come from. Colin, let's start with you for Australia. How, how do you – and just let's let's go over a quick history lesson, people. 94, one medal. 98, one medal. 2002, two medals. 2006, two medals. 2010, three medals. 2014, three medals. 2018, three medals. So there's a pattern going on here. No gold since 2010, of course. But uh, anyway, Colin, how's Australia going? I, I am calling five total, uh, two bronze, two silver, one gold. Oh, okay. I like this five number, though. You've, you've splurged for us. Okay, Jared. I am going one gold, two silver, and one bronze. So for the four, okay, nice. All right, just I've got to ask you both: Where's the gold coming from for you, Jared? Aerials. It's coming from the snowboard cross. Oh, for Bell. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see it, and that would be an off the podium gold. So <laughs> yes, you're saying aerials, Colin? Yeah. Okay, well, Jared, you and I have got the same number. I've gone for four, but I've gone for two gold. Zero silver and two bronze. I'm saying it will be gold for Laura. I'm saying it will be gold for Jakara. There you go. She's pulling the, the, the Dale. I'm saying it's going to be a bronze 
for Jared and Bell in the the relay. And I'm saying bronze for Brit, uh, not Brit, sorry, for Bree in the in the monobob. We're going to get a bronze in the monobob. So that's I, my I, I was prediction. thinking monobob for one of the medals too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I like it. I like it. Colin, uh, Jared, are we feeling monobob on, on across the board, or you're not feeling the monobob, love? I'm not feeling the monobob. I think we're going to get a silver in the aerials and moguls, uh, both in the women's, yep. uh, and then I reckon Scotty James is is bringing home another bronze in the half pipe. Okay. I'm saying Danny is going to be fourth in the aerials. It's going to be tragedy. Like we're going to get a first and a fourth. It's going to be that close to the double meddling, uh, going in that way as well. The tiebreaker. Now, I just want to hold this up to prove to you. Rock, that I paper, scissors. Three, I haven't two, one. No. So the tiebreaker, and again, as I said, I have not done this already. I haven't cheated. I want us to predict Norway's medal tally. <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm not even going to tell you the grace note prediction. I'm not going to tell you what they got last Olympics. Just throw me some numbers right now. How many medals are Norway going to win? I'll even go first if you want me to, because again, I haven't done this. You go first because I'm Googling their last Olympics. <laughs> well, you two can cheat. I'll do this off the top of my head. I'm going 14 gold, uh, 17 silver, and 32 bronze. I don't even know if that's possible in the Winter Olympics, but fucking Norway just shitted in. I think the last thing I read in Grace Note was that they predicting this is going to be a record breaker for Norway. So if I had that up, that's probably more medals that exist because there's only 109 events in the Winter Olympics. They're going to win basically half of them. There's 63 medals here for Norway. I don't think anyone's ever won 63 medals at the Winter Olympics before. Norway is shitting it in. Um, Colin, go for it. I'll go a little bit uh, more conservative. I'll go 14 gold. I'll go 15 silver. And I will go 16 bronze, 14, 15, 16. So that is uh, 45 off the top of my head in total. Okay. All right, Jared, we know you love your Norway. So. I do, but I'm, I'm, I feel like it's not going to be a great year for them. Ooh. So 13 gold, 16 silver, and 10 bronze. Okay, so that's uh, 39. All right, so uh, Grace Note are saying that they will come home with 22 gold. Fuck me. Uh, maybe we're under-predicting this. Fucking hell. <laughs> Norway. Uh, fuck. Fuck Norway. Stop winning. Um, 13, At that rate, we might as well just send all our athletes home. <laughs> 45 in total, so they're predicting you, Colin. Um Jesus fucking Christ. Every day I just want us to have Norway watch. Just like, you know, yeah. like I'm sick of bagging out the French and the British, all that. You know, it's, it's taken the, like, but like, no, I'm, I'm seriously worried for global safety with Norway. Like it's just, like they're just, they're getting too good. This is just under the radar. Everyone's like, oh, watch out for the China, Chinese and, and watch out for these, the Russia's coming back now. They're going to invade Ukraine and fuck all of them, Norway. Like lock up, lock your doors sweden and finland and denmark scandinavia iceland jesus christ you're you're for the taking um <laughs> i just whatever norway cool um yeah it's it's here it's the olympics here i mean again time releasing this is for curling started uh we've got the moguls qualifying i believe uh happening the same day as this being dropped and then we've got some ice hockey games and uh figure skating i believe the men's solo begins on opening ceremony day opening ceremony we've said this like for the last fucking three of these goddamn preview things are we going to have a good one um i mean it's china they put yeah, on a great opening ceremony for, so i mean uh, we're, we're due we like 
again, like we hated Rio, but then Rio looks fantastic compared to what came in Pyeongchang and Tokyo. So, um, and I, I barely even remember Sochi's opening ceremony. I still just think London was the last good one we had. Jared, are we having a good opening ceremony? Uh, is this is this the time to, to put the curse in the purse of the shit opening ceremonies? I think so, Prov- provided, I feel like the big thing, provided they just, like, in, in typical China fashion, just pretend coronavirus doesn't exist, um, <laughs> then this will go great. Um, I know people on a treadmill running by themselves. I just want... <laughs> Just, just it's China. Just stack people in there and get them to do like synchronized choreography and whatever it is. It'll be great. I I, I want the drums back. Seriously, those like the the drummers from the two thousand eight opening. I mean, that was just one of the greatest things we've ever seen in an opening ceremony. So like, surely they're not busy. Like, I mean, they just gone on global drumming tours for the last fourteen. I'm sure they can get. We didn't get Psy in Pyeongchang. So I mean, for fuck's sake, bring back the drummers. Um, Colin, is this is this what we're happening? Is this is this finally a good opening ceremony? Yeah, I would be shocked if it wasn't spectacular, uh, because this is Beijing and they are trying to show everybody else up. Uh, but what I want is I want a treadmill on there. I want Bing Dwendwen to be stuck <laughs> on the treadmill somehow, like Bing Dwendwen's foot gets caught <laughs> underneath the conveyor belt. <laughs> I want them to play up on all the bad opening ceremonies. Like this is going to become. The, the, the parody of all the opening ceremonies that come beforehand. That's the way that China should do it. And Dale Begg Smith emerges. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, any cocoon. predictions? <laughs> any predictions of who will light the cauldron uh, of all our great winter Chinese athletes that we all know off the top of our head? Um, yep. Them. And then there's I, also that guy. There was that great figure skater. Uh, I can't remember their name. I can't remember if it was male or female. <laughs> I, I, I don't like I like, like legitimately I could name some Chinese summer athletes like I feel that like I couldn't even tell you um, who is a medalist in Chinese winter like I feel bad I should have as a researcher now um, I should be looking this up um, if I can quickly Google this shit uh, list of Olympic medalists for China here we go all right <laughs> this is gonna be a very stacked list of summer Olympians yes it is um, I, I'm just waiting until I see the first winter sport on this list and there's, like, none. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is great podcasting, isn't it? Um, oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> their first ever medalist was uh, Yan Lee in Alberville in short track speed skating. Um, she got a silver. She will light the cauldron. <laughs> it's all on you, Jan. You will light the you light the shit out of that cauldron. Uh, you, just, you, you get that flame and you burn it. You burn it like just you never stand in the middle of the flame. Let it light yourself you. on fire. Just stand there, like yourself on fire, and be like for China, and then everybody will be like, yes, China. That simple. Um, <laughs> Uh, we will we will be straight after the opening ceremony. Bit late for Jared and I. A bit early for Colin. But we will, we will come on. We will talk about it. We'll give our first daily Dale for day zero, and we'll we'll look ahead and we'll be here every single day doing the rap. To, literally a rap. We will come in like yo yo yo. It's day four, uh, and and get get oh. pumped and excited. Can you go stand in the flame after that? Probably, I probably deserve it after that one. Um, we're, we're not too sure about commentary. 
uh, if that will be happening. We'll we'll do our best when it comes to it. Obviously, that's where it kind of you know. I mean, we did a bit in Rio, but who can forget Jared's mogul, 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 mogul call? Of course. So uh, maybe we'll we'll have that going for us. So stay tuned. Uh, all of course on social media. Follow off the podium, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, YouTube as well. You can see some of our great interviews that we've had in the lead up to this and sportspodcastawards.com. You're sick of the ad at the beginning. You're sick of the ad at the end, but at the time of recording this, we're still winning. So get on board. There's like a month left of voting. So we we, we want to win something. Um, Jared, how many times have you voted? Come on. Too many to count. Yeah, well, look at this. That's why we're winning. It's all thanks to Jared. Colin, you, you voted at all? Do you give a shit? I've, I'm somewhere in between one and three times. Well, that's a good start. Uh, there we go. So if you're listening and you want to be like Colin, uh, vote twice and uh And you know what? If, if nothing else, this will break the curse. I'm calling it. This will break the curse. We will be the first gold medalist. <laughs> you know, you know, really, we probably will be. <laughs> <laughs> and then come Paris, fuck, it's going to flow. <laughs> um, I mean, do we count the Commonwealth Games? <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, uh, we'll see how that goes, but um, we'll, yeah, vote for us. Seriously, we would uh, absolutely appreciate that. But we'll be back tomorrow, opening ceremony review. Bing, bing on, bring Dwen Dwen. I was going to say bring on, bing Dwen Dwen, but bing on, br- bing Dwen Dwen for the cauldron. Light him on fire, stuck in a door. <laughs> Like, come on, that's sneaking outside the box. Like, the the organizer community's like, fuck, we had our mascot. Put him in the fire. Light him on fire. <laughs> well, Shui Ronron's a lantern. So, come the Paralympics, they could literally light Shui Ronron. So, I mean, you're welcome, Beijing Organizing Committee. You, you can steal all these ideas. Jared, thank you very much for for joining us. Bring on bring on the winters and uh, bring on Bing Dwen Dwen. You'll, you'll come around eventually. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. It was it was good fun. Colin, uh, last chance to name some names. Uh, to this is gonna be fun every single day when it's like, hey, tomorrow we've got insert athlete here competing for a gold medal for for Canada, and you're like the next day, I called it. I, I told am, you that Mikhail will win. I am getting my list ready of all the top medal hopefuls from Norwegia, <laughs> <laughs> the great nation of Norwegia. And I will name those names. <laughs> oh, if you can pronounce them, you will get the Daily Dale. So uh, that's basically how it works. Colin's got Daily Dale coming in now to see him off. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Bring on Beijing. We're pumped. We're excited. Uh, as always, special shout-out goes to Jason Momoa. And until next time, go left. What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's been, again, just quickly reminding you once again, if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees, and then go, hey, Off the Podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort, and we just love them, and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. 
And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm really going to go now. Bye.